welcome to Winging It, a podcast about Hamstring FC. This is episode eight, named We Lost the Race Back to London after our fantastic 1-0 win at Old Trafford. We're recording on the 4th of October, which is the day that Rishi Sunak has said he's going to increase the smoking age by one year, meaning that 14-year-olds can never smoke a cigarette. I think at the moment we increase a player with a hamstring injury once a week to soon have no players playing. Heskiff. Hello. Albert, welcome. Albert, Evening. you um, came up to Old Trafford on the weekend. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, mixed mixed emotions for that one. Uh, you Well, given that everyone in London was sending me pictures of stonking sunshine and they were all in gardens and parks, wasn't quite the same vibe in Manchester, was it? I mean, you got once you got north of, I'd say, Stoke, it just became solid, solid grey Manchester rain pretty much until we left following lunchtime. Um, made only more annoying by the fact that turns out it was the Tory conference in Manchester. So that's probably who I was stuck on the M56, whatever it was with, just crawling in traffic, which meant I was about, what minute did Anderson score? 20-something, yeah. Let's say, let's say he scored on the 21st minute. Well, I was 22 minutes late uh, getting into <laughs> you, the game. You missed the goal. Emerged. Yeah, yeah. No, literally, we walked up walked up the steps from the concourse, got to the top of the set, steps just to see Anderson in the corner flag, giving it large, oh. and instantly, obviously, just had to join in. Obviously, I knew what had happened, but I didn't know what had happened. And obviously, I had Joe with me. Uh, who was cuckoo in the nest in the uh, away end, even though she was a home supporter. So the first thing that she happened to her upon entering the, the actual stadium was me giving her plenty of grief. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say you didn't, you didn't, you didn't come out of the, you know, the the entrance way or whatever, and launch launch the boys into the crowd as a celebration. No, they didn't know what was going on. In fact, it was it was we got there so late, and it wasn't just us. A lot of the HF were mm. outside as well. And <laughs> they were like, form two cues. So we had me, Joe, and my two lads being searched. And then in the in the line next to us, it was all the HF. It was quite a sight. <laughs> and then I had to like weasel my children through. Sorry, boys. So yeah, it wasn't just me that, that missed it, unfortunately. And the, the, the ultras did as well. But obviously a great, a great day out, despite it only really being nil-nil for me and Joe. Hmm. Coming in and Anderson personally welcoming you to the away end is pretty special. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if it's because I was wearing the winging it hat. I, you know, at one point, I did think, "Fucking hell, this is this is a good reception." All the clapping and cheering, but um, yeah, it turned out we scored a wonder goal. Mm, it was a lovely goal. Well, I'm sure we'll get more onto that as the podcast goes on. On the way home, we drove back straight after. And made the mistake of going straight into the first services we came to on the M6 through basically being starving. Is that a mistake? <sighs> well, from what I can remember off the top of my head, it was Palace, United, Everton, Luton, West Brom, Portsmouth, Ipswich, and South End were the fans that I saw in attendance in the same <laughs> services. <laughs> the, there was only a McDonald's and a Costa. And it was, uh, there were no birthday parties going on, no kids running around the kitchen. Still took them forever to get everything. <laughs> I think when I got there, I was like, they were on order like three or four, and I was like 44 to give you some sort of context of how long it took. Um, and then that obviously, obviously with all those teams in attendance, at some point it kicked off. Um, it was really hard who, to tell who was, could who was fighting. I was just saying, could you tell who kicked off with who? Yeah, I, I think it was uh, Burberry Rovers against Stone Island Athletic. Um, Big fixture. <laughs> yeah, it was. Who were you swinging for? Well, I, I was just there eating um, just chips, just really, just like oh, this is this is fun. How long? I don't, know, like, I, could, I don't know where it was though. Like, I really couldn't work it out because one of them called the other one. Well, there was multiple people on each side, like. I think there was about two punches thrown and everyone, a lot of it was posturing. 
but one of them was saying you you dirty sheep shagger and i'm like could cardiff be here cardiff played rotherham i don't know what's going on but i suppose it could just be fans walking into each other from teams who didn't play each other who could have been beefing. was it over football or had someone cut in into the mcdonald's queue no it was a chip like, at them or something no, it's yeah. spilled it. It's spilled in from the car park, so they hadn't even ordered them at Donald's yet. God, this sounds great. Mm. They were all. They were all. I'd say, average age of fifteen. I'm sure there'd be some videos knocking around somewhere. <laughs> so, lesson learned: don't go in the first services you come to when you leave Manchester <laughs> United away. <laughs> really, really good performance, though. After what we turned out on the Tuesday night. Um, Crazy, right? Considering we basically played the same way, just a bit more effectively. Yeah, I mean, definitely some of the players that were in obviously made a big difference. You know, Gay and Anderson. Well, to be fair, I think all the defence were very good. Um, But Gay and Anderson were just, you you really realise as good as Richards is and I think as decent a pair as Holding will turn out to be. Like they're just like elite compared to the rest of the squad, and having them in makes such a such a big difference. Um, and it really, I think, it really showed. Even the goal aside from from Joa, it really really showed their worth, didn't it? Mm. Now there was no no VARs in the game, which apparently Man United have a quite a lot as a Laurie last week on the show, and we have our fair number, and there wasn't. <laughs> Thankfully, I think if Darren England would have been in attendance, <laughs> he might have given one for Gay on Hoyland when he's going through on goal. Thankfully, he stayed on his feet. But we're going to talk about we're going to talk about Darren England right now as I crack open my parallel. Just a five cent parallel this week, lads. Standard parallel called Whisper by Flock Brewery. Our juicy palau brewed with a choice blend of American hops on a soft light malt base. Simple. Where do you reckon they get the names for these things from? Is it just words in a hat and they just pull it out? All right, this one's called Whisper. Whisper with a panther on the front, I mean. Yeah, I wouldn't have thought panthers are particularly whispery. Mm. Never spoken to one, to be honest. They might be, they might be, but. Very, very clean. Albert, brood, if you, brood if you had a beer, Canterbury. If you had a beer, what would it be called? Would you give it like I have got a beer, it's called a Pacifico. <laughs> Lovely bit of work. Maybe we can talk to like Cronks or something and do a collab. Bronx yeah. X winging it. What what, Swig, what, what, what swigging hops would you have, Albert? Swigging it. Swigging it. Like Excellent. It. Very good. What what hops would I have? Um, <laughs> lagery ones. <laughs> we need to do triple, a few, weren't they? Yeah. Would you talk triple Alka Seltzer, whatever? Was it you always talk about? I don't know. Well, we need we need one for Heskiff where he can do microdosing with his CBD. Yeah. We need a lager for you, and then depending on how I'm feeling, but probably a. Uh, I don't know, double, maybe a double, double IPA, maybe not a triple. Double what? A double? <laughs> yeah. Double strength. A double dot dot dot. Double strength. As in, those are the ones that well, I tell you are 8%, those ones and upwards. But this is lovely. This whisper is lovely. What wasn't lovely, well, it is lovely because of the, the spillage after it is Darren England's fucking cock up on VAR which is is brilliant I mean the the audio is what what did you describe it as Albert was it chuckle vision that you described chuckle vision it <laughs> to me to you can't do nothing can't do nothing <laughs> I mean you've got the poor guy who's saying this is this isn't right. This isn't right. Like, what are you doing? This isn't right. You need to delay the game, stop the game. I can't. How they stand there and just go, we can't stop it now when there's can't literally been about eight seconds played. Yeah. And like, I watched, I watched a referee play on the other day when the ball hit him. 
he's supposed to start playing there. So what? Like, what do you mean? You can make changes to the rules as you go along. Just well, I think it's mental because if, if, if like fair enough, if ten seconds later, you know, plays restarted and you know Tottenham have gone down the other end and scored one, you can see mm. how it's a bit like, yeah. oh fucking hell, you know, butterfly effect. But when when play eventually fizzles out, or ball goes out of play, which it inevitably does, or just get you know get it to the middle of the pitch. Like you like you'd blow up for full time, you know. You wait un- until the ball sort of fairly mm. neutral. Yeah, telling me they can't fucking haul it back. Like I think it's it's unbelievable. Really. It's mad as well. Where it's like he says, "Oh, check complete or whatever," and then you can see that they're not taking kickoff immediately, mate. So you <laughs> should know that it was offside if they're taking a free kick. Like <laughs> everything about every part of it is just mad. And it, like you the said, the guy being, well, you know, the guy's like. We'll talk to the fourth official. We'll tell him. We'll tell him. And then Oliver uh, down England is just like, nah, fuck it. It's too late. Can't do anything. Can't do anything. You, you can. If you stop talking about not doing anything, you can just do it. I also love the comedy bleeps. Like, <laughs> yeah, just, brilliant. Just, just, beep, like, just, it's just, it's, it is funny. It's great. It is great. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't shock any of us that Darren England is incompetent. We've seen it. And what is nuts about it, is that he, we've watched him twice spend several minutes at a screen. Yes. To stick with his own decision. Yeah. Yeah. Ignoring Muttering to himself, what the can't video do nothing. Can't do nothing. Can't do nothing. <laughs> but he was, everything here happened so fast. Good process, lads. Absolutely mad. <laughs> Good Absolutely process. Mad. But the aftermath is amazing because Liverpool fans have well and truly lost the plot and they all genuinely do believe the world's out to get them, and it's brilliant. Oh, it's, it's a conspiracy. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't know what Jurgen Klopp's doing. One minute he's telling me there's fixture congestion, and now he's asking for one to be replayed. I don't, I don't understand. What wow. is it, mate? Which one is it, mate? <laughs> so good, yeah. Yeah, it's nuts. I mean, the the notion that that game is going to be replayed is just fucking ridiculous. And you know, not not to not to jump on the bandwagon, but I, what was it? Um, what two seasons ago when Jota threw himself to the ground and and got a penalty to put them? Was it two nil up when we were you know well in that game? Like that wasn't a, that wasn't a fucking penalty. Well, so that was the that was there in England. <laughs> Wasn't it? Was it Darren England? Yeah, yeah. He Darren went to England? the screen. Yeah. He went yeah, to the okay. screen and stuck with his decision. Yeah. When Can't when Jota basically like need Guaita in the head, and they were like, "That's a foul. That's a foul against Jota." Yeah. Can't do yeah. anything. Um, yeah. <laughs> like you know, we can all we can all yeah. All right, it's a blatant cock up. It is an absolute stonewall cock up. But Jesus Christ, mate, come on. Yeah, I hear Warnock's on the blower saying that he wants Bristol City replayed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Freddie Sears is ready to dust off his boots. Now, yeah. there's someone that couldn't do nothing. Freddie Sears does not have to dust off his boots. He's still playing, mate. Is he now? He is indeed. He, he scored is, is, he, He's scored a lot of goals since us, but in lower leagues. I feel like he's at he, Bromley? He... he Close enough. He signed for a new team this season. He's at Dagenham. 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 Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, I know, yeah. I knew it was somewhere, sort of somewhere around London, somewhere. Hmm. So yeah. Well, I take it. I take it back, Freddie. Don't dust your boots. Keep your boots on. Okay, back. It would be Clive Allen who would have to dust off his boots yes. to get the game against Coventry replayed. <laughs> uh, but amazingly, I can't believe I missed this last time. Oh, by the way, Albert. Remember a couple of weeks ago when we did the VAR conversation? Yep. We could do it again now and you could actually channel your inner Darren England, but we were, I'm not going to ask you to do that because I found something even better. And I can't believe I missed this last time. I found Darren England's LinkedIn. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, you didn't. And he's about me is unbelievable. Stop me whenever you want to discuss. I am a reliable... Stop. focused and driven individual i set myself high personal and professional standards 
and expect the same from those I work with. I am exceptionally conscientious and methodical. But I have learned to adapt my approach when faced with the unexpected. Can't do nothing. Can't do nothing. <laughs> he need he needs that button. And every time he opens, the person next to him just keeps pressing that whenever he opens his mouth. Yeah. Uh, finding out of the box solutions when appropriate. Well, it's it's in the box solutions that he needs fucking yeah, help that's with. That's a problem. That's why he's not giving it because he's looking he's looking in the box and he's he's yeah. outside it. okay it's not done (laughs) i work well as a part of a team and have excellent communication skills oh my god (laughs) that i've used efficiently effect sorry that i've used effectively to engage support and motivate others I have a wide range of interests, many of which are sport and education related. I have a keen interest in sports officiating, golf and foreign languages, including Spanish. Well, he might as well have been speaking fucking Spanish yeah. on the VAR for a good at him. I am always eager to learn and develop my knowledge of current affairs and innovative developments and practices within arenas of sports and education. There you go. Wow. wow. And he spent years working for Barnsley, so I doubt you'll ever see him ref in a Barnsley game. Lucky Barnsley. Won't see him ref in a Liverpool game anytime soon. Well, that's official. They've said he won't ref another Liverpool yeah. game this season. Where can we, we get can we piggyback? Yeah, can we piggyback on that? Exactly. Mm. That surprise. Let's just run it back to that Villa penalty. Send mm. that to the FA and be like, right, come on. <laughs> I've actually, I've actually read the statement and it actually says he won't re- referee for Liverpool again this season, dot, 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 unless it's against Crystal Palace. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Where he will redeem himself in the eyes yeah, of the club. Yeah. <laughs> He'll make it up for him. <laughs> I need to redeem himself. Has anyone told him that that Yota won um, the Liverpool fans that the Yota penalty is England? But with England as well, we could show him that Newcastle game at home where he just you know, definitely... Uh, Alleged, not even allegedly. I'm just pretending that he took money from the Saudis. Don't sue us for our six winging it hats, please. <laughs> and and three Kevin Miller books. <laughs> and yeah, there's just every time he's left a Spurs away last season was an, was another yeah, was, one. Yeah, that was the one when Zaha was rugby tackled when he's through one on one. Yeah, yeah, just a yellow. Bam. God, he's so shit. He's so shit. <laughs> yeah. So, or, I did or see just the, the gift the, that keeps giving. I don't know. One of the there was, two. There was a thing. I can't remember. I think I saw it on Twitter, but I think he'd given an interview earlier this year, Darren England, and he was like, you know, if a if if a striker misses a goal, he doesn't get this amount of abuse. I'm like, yeah, but that's not fucking ruining the game, is it? Yeah, I'm. <clears throat> I'm also. Yeah, I'm not buying this shit. Oh, 48 hours before he was refing a game in Saudi Arabia or UAE, wherever he was. Yeah. So what? I'll go on like two-day weekend benders and go to work on Monday and do my job. Yeah. I still know what offside means. Yeah. Don't just <laughs> sit there saying you can't do nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I was just, I was on a plane two, da- I was on a plane two Terrence, days ago. Okay. Do you think you could send over that email, Terence, when you, no, I can't do nothing. No, can't do, can't do nothing. I was on holiday two days ago. So, Beep. yeah, yeah. I, I was on holiday two days ago. No, no V lookups today. I'm afraid. Fucking <laughs> mm. hell! Just incredible. And I'd say I'm I'm very I'm half delighted he did it because watching Liverpool fans melt down has been brilliant. Especially <laughs> <all week. laughs> no, no no one's no one's asking for the game to be played, replayed. No one's asking for the game to be replayed. That's what every Liverpool fan was saying. Then all of a yeah. sudden Jürgen Klopp's like, we want the game replayed. And they're like, yeah, it's only fair. It's only right. Justice. This is what we need. Mm. Yeah, if it happened to happen to one club in the Premier yeah. League. Mm. In world yeah, football, mate. Liverpool. In world football, if it had to happen to one club. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and your your boys made a funny Albert Watford tweet in Reading asking them for the fixture to be replayed when they had their ghost goal. <laughs> Do you remember that okay. one? Yeah, well, yeah, I remember read, reading about it. I wasn't there or anything. I remember reading about it. <laughs> what was funny is watching it back is I'd completely forgot that Joby McEnough played for Watford because he was there. Yeah. 
giving dogs abuse to the lino. <laughs> what what were you thinking? Hmm. So fun times, and it's just it's not going to get any better, is it? They're going to keep. If you could pick it one game, if you could pick one game to go back and replay. Cup Palace. final, fucking Clattenburg. Mm. Blowing blowing up for Wickham's goal. Mm. Yeah, that's a good one. That'll be mine. What, in terms of just changing referee decisions? Yeah. Uh, if you go back to 95-96 season, Andy Roberts against Portsmouth at home. I know what you're going to say because I was Ref- just thinking referee about that. Blow, referee blows a full-time whistle as he hits the volley, as yeah. he hits the ball, yeah, and it goes yeah. in the top and it goes in the top corner. Cost us automatic promotion. That did. That's outrageous. But you know, it, it, it depends because I'd rather take the FA Cup win if possible. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I think I, th- I think we can all agree on that one. I'm trying to think of if there's any other ones that have been as integral. Because there's been no, it's been no, no, no relegations or no promotions for many years now. It's just a bit. Yeah, it's got all a bit boring, isn't it? It's all a bit 11th, isn't it? Or 12th. <laughs> all feeling a bit 12th. 12th it's all a bit 12th. Yeah. If you look at our, like, you know, plot our history on a line graph, it's like a roller coaster all the way through. And now it's just like. Straight so, line. We, we've, we've died on the roller coaster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dead. Which is, these guys just better go straight now. Uh, indeed. Right. What should we talk about first? Right. Let's talk about Manchester United then. Third win in the last five at Old Trafford, along with Mr. Roy Hodgson becoming the first manager in Premier League history to go five games in a row unbeaten at Old Trafford. One of them being with Watford as well, who were fucking dreadful when he was there. So makes it a little bit more impressive somehow. And we already touched on briefly is you know, it was completely same, same but different somehow on Tuesday night with the players coming in. And um yeah, just really doing a much much, much better job of it and getting a win that dare say dare I say Albert was kind of comfortable. Did you feel stressed at any point holding on to that one nil lead? I'd, with the with the exception that like double deflection, all they all they could muster up was shots and range. I just never felt concerned. Yeah, there was sort of a, I don't know. I was because I was there with the kids as well. It kind of the the usual. If I'd have been there on my own, the the stress and the anxiety would definitely have sort of felt a lot more sort of prominent but because I was there with the kids and the atmosphere was great it kind of you know we all we were one and up apparently like I say I didn't see it um <laughs> you know and the atmosphere was sort of so good it didn't yeah the nerves didn't really seem to sort of settle in around anyone like you say bar a couple of pot shots and some balls that were sort of flashed across the six yard box you know there was a couple of a couple of hairy moments and John, you say Johnston made a couple of saves but didn't feel like they they imposed themselves on us and we were, it was a backs up against the wall job. You know, we didn't really have made too many chances ourselves, but it didn't, it didn't feel like we were ever at, at risk of getting turned over. So it was, I've got to say it was all, it was all rather pleasant despite the terrible weather. Mm, indeed. And it was what I found incredibly amusing as they were pushing for an equalizer, their substitution. So when they brought Garnacho on, the, the entire stadium roared with a like, come on, yeah, this is the right sub. And then a few minutes left, takes off Rashford and brings on Donny van der Beek. <laughs> and there is definitely silence around Old Trafford. And I was like, oh, that's going well. Maguire, Maguire you know, and van der Beek. In, yeah. In, in, as if, if it wasn't at the same time, it was like two minutes apart. And it's like, wow. And I'm just going to see, we're gonna see this like defeat top. out. Yeah, the, yeah. I, I assumed Maguire was going to go out top and maybe he's going to punt the ball at his head. And yeah, he, didn't exactly. do that. he just slotted it at centre-back. I was like, what is happening? <laughs> you know, you, what you do in that situation, surely you just put Maguire on and put him up against one of the full-backs 
who yeah. have obviously naturally just got more and more narrow and see if he can beat Mitchell in the air, which obviously he will, and try and make something happen. But mm. well, yeah, we've we, we done that a few times with Scott Dan, didn't we? Where he came on and just stuck at the far post and we just ping it to him and inevitably yeah. he'd win a lot of hitters. Mm. Um, yeah, it was funny. I mean, yeah. I, unfortunately, well, probably fortunately for Palace, but unfortunately for me, I didn't go. Um, so I was watching it on telly. And... Um, yeah, when they brought on Van der Beek and Maguire, I was like, this is like them saying, we're just going to see out this 1-0 defeat. Mm. Like, what are you doing? Um, I will say, you're talking about Garnacho coming on. I actually thought Ward did really well against Rashford and Garnacho Because I was... Uh, Rashford had a couple of early sort of moments and I thought, oh, it's going to be a long day. But And I think Garnacho got maybe one cross in. But I thought, I thought full-backs did really well. Looked after their sort of quote, quote, danger men. Um, mm. And yeah, I mean, like, from my point of view, I'm always stressed out just in life. <laughs> and I think during the game, we got a little bit deeper, a little bit deeper. And I was like, oh, I just feel like, you know, we brought Richards on. Are we going to do that thing where no one really knows where they're supposed to be? And that will be the mistake. But when you look back on it, like you say, it was just like, nothing it, to worry it, about. It, it really. was only us who was going to score. We were going to get one on the counter is what it looked yeah. more like. Um, and and yeah, the shots, the shots from range that Johnson had to deal with, he dealt with really well. Got you know good good hands behind him, whatever. So, yeah, I'd be interested to know what they were saying on the TV about Joel Ward's handball. Well, they when we when I first saw it, they showed the replay bef- after it had hit his hand, sort of thing. So it looked like from where he sort of planted, it looked like it just hit his knee, and I was going, "Oh fuck off, stop claiming." <laughs> And then they showed it, and I was like, oh. The commentators were basically like, his hand was basically down and his back was turned. So they were like, would be really harsh if they'd give it. But but also if they give it, you'd be like, well, he did hit his hand. But they were Mm. a lot more convinced that the one against, that Amrabat did, I think it was off Gyro. They were like... Amrabat's got movement towards the ball, yeah. And also Amrabat twice (laughs) fell on the floor and like... Like hooked the ball away like he's playing basketball. I was like, you can't do that, mate. Jordan and um, I, you terrorised him. Like, oh, my just, God. Just kept just drawing him into fouls. Like he, he he was lucky to stay on the pitch, to be honest, because yeah. he just couldn't stop fouling him. <laughs> and, and actually, I think, and this is not, this is absolutely not a dig against Jez at all, but I think the difference between Jez and I, you showed why what we were saying last week about Jez should be out on loan you know, mm. bulking up and learning. Because IU, that's how you absolutely rinse a player in a game. Like IU who's, playing just, out, who's playing massively out of position, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you just, mm. like you say, didn't give him a, a second. He got he drew so many fouls. He had a shitty afternoon against IU. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I say it's not a dig on Jez, but I, I thought IU was absolutely exceptional again. Hodgson's yeah. made him a baller. <laughs> <laughs> we, um, on that, that Joel Ward handball shout I've, I've got to say I, I even watching it on match of the day I sort of had to sort of squint and, and look for it but uh, the next morning we sort of had a, we had a bit of lunch in Manchester in this coffee shop and I was behind the queue behind a guy at the in the queue at the counter and he obviously was a slight regular there and I you know you just tuned into someone else's conversation and it turned out they were talking about the game last night or the game yesterday and it turned out it was talking about the United game and um the guy behind the counter. What do you think about that penalty decision? I don't think the don't think the guy behind the counter was a United fan, but this bloke in front of me was like, "That is it. That's a Stormwell penalty." Like he was adamant, at, like like you'd never seen a clearer decision. <laughs> and it, I, it took everything I had just to not go. What are you fucking going on about? But, <laughs> then I remembered where I was. <laughs> yeah, I don't, it, yeah. Again, you know, these clubs thinking that every, everyone's out to get them all yeah. the time. I've been I've been there in my younger years, I guess. But it feels it's definitely more legit when you're the shit team like Palace and it's always the big teams against you is happening. So I don't know. It's funny to see the uh the the bigger lot getting their comeuppance. <laughs> Albert, <clears throat> the reason we won. Here you can you can have a little reminder. Here you go. Man United as he does take it, he's drilled in, it's not fully clear. Shot comes in! Oh my word! It's 
It's an absolute beauty! Crystal Palace take the lead here at Old Trafford and you may not see a better strike than that one all weekend and it's come from the most unlikely of sources, Joachim Anderson, the referee, blows the full-time whistle. History is made. Roy Hodgson, five games unbeaten at Old Trafford. Three wins in a row. Crystal Palace take the three points back to South London. Mm. Take the three points back indeed. What a goal, though. What a goal. It's uh, Fantastic he's, hit. He's now the leading scorer, scoring defender in fantasy football. Beautiful man. Got He's got team in a week card on... It's not even called FIFA anymore, is it? It's called EAFC, I think. Take your word for it. Yeah, no, I did. And seemingly all over our WhatsApp group, he's got some stickers now as well that keep... <laughs> is this a new feature on the iPhone? I sound so old. Yeah, yeah, it is. Oh, is it with a new... Oh, okay, with a new tech. So you can make a sticker. I've been sending it to every main I fan, I know, so... they're all just like who's that I don't know Arsenal but yeah beautiful strike Albert what's more beautiful that strike or him Uh, well I've I've seen him in the flesh I didn't see that goal in the flesh Um, (laughs) I mean yeah it's great he's he's, he's, he's he's sort of he's leathered it and sort of Caressed it, yeah. Caressed it into the top bins at the same time, which is quite a skill, I have to say, particularly for a centre half. So, uh, yeah, and you know, there's the there's the clip, obviously, of him talking about the goal, and yeah, just his just the movement, just the the, the anticipation to to get on the end of that was 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 great work, and um, yeah, sweet hit. I love I think- in that in that video when uh, Grierson's watching it back with him, and he's sort of you know Grierson's like, oh, what were you thinking? You know what? You know what was your movement? And he sort of goes quiet as he hits it, and he's just like, "Yeah, it's pretty good, isn't it?" <laughs> like, yeah, we're all thinking it, mate. Yeah, yeah. He, his face gave him away a bit because he acted really cool for ninety-five percent of that celebra- celebration. But as soon as it goes in, you can see the shock in his face that he's just like, <laughs> yeah. just absolutely buried that. <laughs> yeah, brilliant, brilliant goal. Um, so. Are we going to do three and three? We haven't talked about this before beforehand, so we haven't lined anyone up. Let's do it off the cuff. Off the cuff. Who do you want? I take Jordan Ayew. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you can take Jordan Ayew, and then Albert's going to take. Mm, well, there's so many good ones to choose from. Uh, I'll take Will Hughes. Will Hughes. Okay, well, I might have just, you know, wet my powder on Anderson. I'll have a think. So. Three, three. Someone get the door. And we'll kick off with Jordan Ayew with Heskiff. Go. Yeah, well, like I said, he, he really showed... Um, against Amrabat, his his strength and what he brings to the team. You know, we all know that he can be a guy who, at the end of a game, when you're seeing it out and you just want to keep possession, that he's good there. But I think throughout the game, he was a real, real outlet for us. You don't really think of him in that way as you would sort of an Elise, for example. Um, but Amrabat just he he had no idea how to defend him. He fouled him. He was handballing it to stop him. You know. And whenever I see IU doing that face where he looks like he smelt something really bad, which is 95% of the time, to be honest, you, and you see one of their players getting the arsehole with it, I, there's not many things that I enjoy more than that. And and IU was doing that absolutely non-stop during the game. So, again, we said a lot this season, just another fantastic performance from Jordan. Mm. <clears throat> yep, he's... Uh... He's done it before. He's he's claimed our player of the year. <laughs> that was through scoring goals. But um, yeah, just you know, really probably having his best time as a Palace player just all round and just especially how it's appreciated by the fans a lot more now as well. I think finally a lot more fans are tipping over and understanding his value. Absolutely. Now, 
Albert, you are going to do Will Hughes. Carl, who was on this pod a few weeks ago, said he bumped into him the other day and said to him, you were immense on Saturday. And he was like, I'll just run around and kick people. The other players are immense. So with that in mind, <laughs> you can go after your minute on Will Hughes starting now. He's basically, Will Hughes has literally taken the words out of my mouth. Now, I thought um, he does more than that. I mean, he does do that. He does absolutely do that. But I think what's great about Will Hughes, particularly on Saturday, yeah, he, he goes around, he does a bit of the, we'll call it the nasty stuff, the dark arts, whatever you want to call it. But just the way he, he just keeps everything so simple. Um, you know, simple passes, giving it to the players that, judging by the sounds of it, he considers the are technically better than him, whatever. But he's sort of, he feels, you know, he's, he's slightly less box to box than, than Lerma. But, I do, you know, it, it's almost going to be a shame that Will Hughes might find himself back on the subs bench because he's he's come in and formed up a, a, an equally as good partnership with Takure, albeit in a slightly different role. And, you know, and even on Saturday, he get, you know, he gets a decent shot away and, you know, and, and looks to get in and, and nick another goal. So it's going to be interesting to see what um, happens when Lerma comes back. But I think Will Hughes has given a fantastic account of himself. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Doing, doing really, really well. And... You say with the with the midweek game with Gyro coming off the bench. <clears throat> I mean, sorry, starting that game in the cup and doing well. It's tough for him because he's in a position that he's not really going to have any joy. But comes on and plays left mid <laughs> as a substitute, yeah, to help see the game out. But yeah, really, really been impressed with Will Hughes, and we're lucky, I suppose, that we have that sort of depth in there. Okay. I'm going to go for, I was going to say Ray Lewington there, but shout out to him wearing shorts in the rain. <laughs> Jumping that, up and when, down. When we watched on telly, you didn't, you only saw like top half. So he's wearing like an anorak or whatever, you know, like a waterproof. And the entire game, I'm like, is he wearing shorts though? Is he wearing shorts? And then right at the end, they sort of pan across and he's jumping up and down. I'm like, he's wearing shorts. And, and he's putting them right. back on. Yeah, he's putting them back on, yeah. They were being swung around his head, but yeah, mm. all is right with right. the world. Okay, I w- I'm going to have to take Anderson. I'll go now. Eat. I mean, as I've already said, top scoring fantasy defender, getting recognition all over the place. Um, Newcastle interest has piped up again, and all he's done since the transfer window closing and now is add value. <laughs> So if he, if Newcastle are going to want him, he's only going to be a lot more expensive now. I mean, aside from all of his tackles, clearances, interceptions, scoring one of the goals of the season, which will undoubtedly win Palace goal of the month this month, despite some other good, good, good goals in there. He put the ball down at one point and just pinged a 50-yard free kick with his weaker foot. Is there, is there nothing this man can't do? And to top it off, gave Albert a lovely welcome to the stadium with almost, almost the perfect entrance music being the Palace goal. The winning goal. So, I'm just sad. I don't know. I'm, I'm going to be devastated when he leaves because he'll inevitably leave at some point. He's an oh, ambitious yeah. man. Oh, what a player. Farsi became one of my favourites ever. Yeah, I've got pink in the face, Terence. I've got it. Well, that's because of the whisper, mate. <laughs> yeah, yo, yo, yo whisper, yeah, that's what we could call out there. Yoa's whisper. That might work. Mm. He also no, put I'm, an I've absolutely got to say, one more on the bit. It's just fucking delicious. I highly recommend this to anyone who's into that bit. It's listening. Get on it. Craft beer cabin on the weekend. There might be some cans in the fridge. Not not sponsored for that, so yes. if you're listening, craft beer cabin. <laughs> um, I was just going to say, you put an absolutely banging cross for Gay as well, Anderson, which Gay yeah. arguably should have scored from. So he, yeah, I thought he was he was absolutely brilliant. Um, yeah, we, we had um, uh, a friend of the pod, Nick. He's he's best mate from growing up, uh, Joel, who's actually a City fan from Croydon, but that's because his old man's a City fan, so you got to let him off. Uh, he was there when they were shit. <laughs> but 
it, we, he was just slowly as the game was going on falling in love with Anderson as well. But when uh, the ball went out wide and he said to me, he was just like, isn't that your centre-back? I was like, yeah, but he's probably the best crosser of the ball we've got. <laughs> and on cue, put it on Gay's head and he probably probably should have scored really or yeah. at least hit the, hit, the, hit the target, which I think if you hit the target versus United, it pretty much means you score at the moment. Did yeah. last night. <laughs> it's Inter, what did they get for him? 50 million. <laughs> Inter Milan are just sitting there going, I don't know, just smoking a big cigar, rubbing their hands. Thank you very much. Thank you. Can we give on that a shout out to Wilfred Zaha, please? Yes. We're going to do that now. We're okay. going to talk about Will. So let's, let's, let's listen to the clip first. We'll listen to the clip. Philip, you were a club legend at Crystal Palace. You've got murals in South London. Why was it the right time to move? And was that a difficult decision in the end? It was, but at the same time, I just thought, I think it's it's the time for me to move on now. Because obviously at the same time, there was like, there's the younger players coming through and I feel like it gives them an opportunity to shine as well. And I feel like I've been I've been at Crystal Palace for a long time. I feel like I, I've accomplished everything I could there and... It's always been my dream to to play Champions League football. Mm. So to be able to get that opportunity, finally, is something I couldn't turn down. So I had to wave goodbye to, to Crystal Palace, obviously the club I've loved for many years. I still love them, but it's just a new adventure for me. I mean, <laughs> he said everything perfectly. I know, don't don't give it out, but I don't want to hear it. Don't don't want to hear it. Man. <laughs> I was just going to say it's nice to hear him say that he's made way. Him leaving has made way for some younger players to come through. And just checking my notes, like just Jeffrey Schlupp and Jordan Ayew. So <laughs> um, clearly, he's talking about people like Elise and Eze. But obviously, Elise is injured at the moment. Listen, uh, this, no, this is, is kind of this is injured. Yeah, this is coming from a man as well who denies Watford but just picks Will Hughes for three and three. So yeah, not <laughs> yeah, <all> right. <laughs> uh, but no, as if it couldn't get any better. Uh, I mean, obviously, some people listen to this pod will not once players are out the door, they don't care about them anymore. Close book. That's it. Um, anyone who's ever listened to us down the years, well, particularly me and Heskiff, will know that Will Zaha forever and. Scores in his first scores in his first start for Galatasaray in the league on the weekend, and then follows up our victory at Old Trafford <laughs> with going there and being instrumental in Galatasaray's first away win in the Champions League in eight years. Whoa, really? First time they scored a goal away from home in the Champions League in eight years, Back and they scored three. Of, they scored three of them, and Wilf was yeah, Wilf was unbelievable. But and all in all of that as well, in in and around obviously TNT Sports there with that clip. Um, just lovely to hear him say that, you know, like ev- everyone knows that he went away, but I'd never sort of got wind that part of his thought process was to make way for other people. You know? No, and I think that's part of the thing that I, and I'm sure loads of other people love about him as well is, you know, he did, like we all know he did a lot for charity, never talked about it. Did a lot for a lot of people. Did a lot. I think he's, you know, built a, a, an orphanage or something for his sister in Ivory Coast. Didn't talk about it. And here it's just like, yeah, he wants to go and play Champions League. That's fine. Everyone gets it. But he's also he's a humble guy, and you know, hearing him say that sort of thing about he feels now it's a time where he he can leave. Everything sort of came together at the same time, and he can let the younger players come through, like Elisa, like Eze. Um, I just it, I just find it hard to not be really. It sounds ridiculous because he's a professional footballer. I'm so like I'm just so proud of the guy, and like seeing him. You know, he was talking about oh, I want to play in the Champions League. It's a dream come true. And then, like you say, he scores at Old Trafford, gives it the ears celebration to all their fans. I think he was asked a question at a press conference, and was just like, "Am I bothered though? Like, I do not care about what people say about my time at Man U." It's just he's the best, and like you say, we've we've discussed it. Do you follow a, unfollow a player on socials when he leaves and all that sort of thing? And I've kept Wilf on there just because it's Wilf, and like seeing all of his like Instagram stories of everyone congratulate him and stuff. I'm like, fuck, this is 
I I really wish he'd never left us because he's my favourite player ever. But this is like the best thing that can come of him leaving is that he gets to do that and people acknowledge legitimately how good he is. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, delighted for him. Absolutely delighted for him. I really enjoy these post-match interviews as well, talking about them playing the Champions League theme on the bus on the way to the game, <laughs> which is nice. You know, a lot of players in that team who obviously really you know, appreciate the Champions League for what it is and not just going in with the sense of entitlement that you've, you know, Man United would obviously have been thinking now walks through that group and it is not turning out to be the case so far. So, mm. Their demise is glorious. It's absolutely glorious. But Albert's just like, oh, make sure it's turned down to Joe Khan here. I was going to say, I think I've got headphones on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next up, we've got Forrest. Um, after after having an away fan for 20 minutes last week, I, I'm, I'm not going to curse you all with that again. Uh, my, one of my mates missed me, what's this fucking Man United pod? So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, go on to Forest. Now, you win some, you lose some, bit of give and take. Edouard looks like he's back, but Eze looks like he's out for some time. Mm. Really? Is it true? Is it, it true? It be true. Um, I mean, if if it turned out not to be true then amazing because obviously it's not ideal but he didn't limp off on Saturday or anything did he? Well apparently that's why he was taken off Hmm. they didn't say like he didn't look injured and they didn't say nothing about him being injured but apparently that's what it was Hmm. he felt something I think that's what you'd say if if we were professional just felt a little say Little he twinge. felt something. Yeah. I feel be... a little twinge most times he gets on the ball. Yeah. <laughs> mm. But yeah, obviously. Nobody brings me off. <laughs> obviously, it's going to be a big miss. But I think manageable, given the upturning form of Mateta. Now, I'm not saying, obviously, I'd rather Mateta play than Eze, but given the upturning form and the relationship... That's what it sounds like you just said. (laughs) (laughs) Boom, 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 boom. No, like, I I just mean in the term of the relationship that... A relationship? Partnership that Edouard Mm. and Mateta have struck up means that, you know, when they're on the pitch, they're scoring, creating goals for each other so they can make things happen. Now, I obviously appreciate Eze makes a lot of that happen as well, but we can switch to a four-four-two and probably limp through this injury, <laughs> as it were, before, you know, we've only got three games this month. We've got an international break thrown in there. So if, if he's going to get injured for six weeks, this is probably the best time, best possible time in the season it can happen. Um but remains to be seen. I mean, Forrest apparently just cannot create chances. Really, really struggling to score goals. Um, I think if you look at some of their goals this season, about the ones they have scored have been screamers. If you think of Callum Hudson, the Doyers, like debut goal, curling it in the top corner and things like that. So really, they're really, really struggling. And obviously, defensive-wise, we're doing well. I think we've got the joint most clean sheets in the division this season, I think. Um you know, Anderson and Gay Touchwood managing to play most of the minutes of most games. Um, Johnston obviously in fantastic form as well. So nil nil, just like Fulham lads, I think is <laughs> <laughs> what that tells us. Um, but no, it's nice. And obviously, the training video today of Franca has come out. Yeah, uh, on the pitch doing some hardcore training. Looks like. It did say he reposted the video on his Instagram and he did say uh, bit by bit or something like that. Okay. So I don't think that means he's going to be on the squad for the weekend, maybe on the bench, but maybe just on the bench to just sort of watch. I I doubt he's going to be playing yet. And as well, I think we've talked about before, Hodgson obviously wants him to know his role off the ball as much as he wants him to know it. (laughs) Imagine. So... He had some, I mean, it is only a training video, obviously, but he had some nice, very nice little touches on there. 
Um, mm. And I think it is good to see, like you said there, with Eddie coming back into training. Like, we're really lucky that he's back when he is. Because, you know, that we, we, when Edouard got injured, you were like, oh, he, he might be he might be back sooner. He might be. You don't really know, but seeing him on the training pitch there, mm. you would assume he's probably going to start. Um, I do I do like, however, though, um, we have all these injuries, and this is a theme that's running through every episode of this podcast this season. We've got all of these injuries, and the one player who does not get injured and who will play in every single game is fucking Jeffrey Schlapp. <laughs> he was dog shy at Old Trafford for the second time in a week, but we won't we won't get into that. Albert, do you want to discuss my Matthias Francis song to Tiny Dancer by Elton John. Do you want to just remind us how it goes? Um, this is Doc, Doc Brown approved, by the way, as well. And I know you and him have had rap battles in the past. You can call it. <laughs> if that's what you want to call it. Uh, where is it? I've written it down. So... I feel. I feel like. Do, do you feel like everyone just standardly knows the chorus to Tiny Dancer? Can I just preface this with, I fucking hate that song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'm with you. I'm not a huge fan of the song, but obviously, that must really hurt coming from a Watford fan to say that. And if we, <laughs> <laughs> and if we couldn't, if we couldn't make it work for Anthony Danza back in the day, then oh, you know. No, no chance. Francis oh sounds exactly like dancer if you're at Northern. <laughs> it yeah, works. Except <laughs> except it begins with an F and not a D, like dancer does. Yeah, it and doesn't matter. Tony Danza. Like, do you know what I mean? Mm. Where were you then? So the chorus is Hold Me Closer, Tiny Dancer, Count the Headlights on the Highway, Lay Me Down in Sheets of Linen. You had a busy day today. So. Your shit. Ah. Ah. <laughs> so skin the fullback, Matty Francer. I don't you want me to sing it. Sing, skin the fullback, Matty Francer. Count the nutmegs on the way. Lay him down with skills, Brazilian. <laughs> The palace cheer you on the way. Like rhyming Brazilian with linen. Rhyming, rhyming Brazilian with linen is basically it. We're going back. We're going to VAR. Albert, what is the VAR? <laughs> oh, look at that. It's throwing in with VAR. Check complete. Check complete. Good process. Good process. <laughs> it's too late. It's too late. Can't do anything about it. Can't do nothing. He's already sung it now. Can't do nothing. It's it's basically devastating. I've written two of the greatest Palace songs never to be sung. Well, what you want to do is get absolutely smashed on your your whisper juice. Get on <laughs> get on a bus, record yourself singing it, and stick it on Twitter, and then it'll be all over the place. Mm. Yeah, this is true. Yeah. Yes. I think I've, 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 asking I've, for I've, that one to be replayed. <laughs> wow I don't know I'm a big fan I'm going to work on it over the next week see if I can refine it a bit come back next week You've not got much on this week then <laughs> I wish I wish that was the case now we've obviously got Forest and then it's international break isn't it but yeah we are going to be working on a pod as far as I know the interview is still going ahead with the Marathon March people on uh recording on monday mm-hmm. so looking to record a uh, record and release a pod next wednesday albert said he was going to do it from a walk it's yeah. next is it next next saturday isn't it, is yeah. it next saturday? It's a week on yeah. saturday yeah oh jesus christ yep okay mm. we're, we're all in it together albert we'll lift each other's spirits my, my yeah. wife my wife told me today because she's got a big thing going on at work she's like oh by the way the day after your marathon march i've got to go to the office i'm like 
I'm not going to be able to move and you're going to leave me with the two kids. <laughs> I've had to bow out of my sister's 30th birthday party that night. They're like, it's half they're twins. We're in a 30th birthday party that night in Kent. I was like, I was violently ill the last time I did the in March. <laughs> I don't think I've got a party in Kent in me. Mm. Wasn't that because you drank like eight pints on the way or something? <sighs> yeah. No. I don't know what it was. Just had a violent reaction to doing that much. To doing exercise. Yeah. <laughs> mm, okay. So I put in a call out to people. Anyone who's listening who's done the marathon march before, if you want to send us, send me, send us, email, message me on, message us on Twitter, whatever. I'm looking for some just voice notes of encouragement or just basically telling us how horrible it's going to be. Uh, record record numbers, 196 people are doing it. So, a lot of money raised so far as well. Mm. Yeah, and I'm going on my big push this week as well for fundraising. Over at, the ti- next... at the time of recording, uh, th- over thirty thousand pounds has been raised so far. Nice, three zero, not bad. It's really good. Pay, I think that pays for about. 10 minutes of Edouard, I think. Yeah, great. As long as he scores in there, <laughs> in that 10 minutes. No, so, uh, yeah, really, we will be going on a push. So if you've ever listened to us and listened to our podcast and enjoyed it, just drop us the price of a beer or something and our sponsorship goes to a really, really good cause. So all the, all the links will be up on our socials if you have a look around. Should, um, we, should we offer up a, a hat as hat to one random person who donates? Yeah. I mean, it might discourage them if you're the male model for the hat maybe we can get Anderson no. to model it for us how do we make that happen AI mate you can do that <laughs> <laughs> just use his image just without his permission yeah yeah, yeah. Mm. When, when are we getting these winging it hats on the day well, when are you getting them yeah I'm not I'm not sure you I'm not <laughs> sure you've qualified for one yet mate outrageous <laughs> I still haven't sent you the Kevin Miller book yet. Either I need to sort that. Are you are you coming, Forest Albert? Yep. Yeah. Okay. I'll fan zone with the Kevin Miller books. Pictures right, incoming on the social. Don't 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 forget it's a late kickoff. I will and not get into be. the fan zone at like one o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> I don't know. That's quite good. You, you might might get a drink a bit quicker if you get that yeah. one. <laughs> I'm not. Well, I don't want to come back to that fan zone today. Sort the beer situation out, but I think I've moaned about that on the pod before. So what do you mean? Not. What do you mean? What do you mean? You haven't got any whisper? <laughs> I'm not. I'm not asking for a whisper. I'm just asking for something that isn't fucking Carlsberg. Single IPA. Get out of it. <laughs> oh dear. So yeah. So we're looking for the marathon march people to come on and. Um, Oh yeah, hopefully, hopefully again, hopefully they're working on Mark Bright. We'll see if that happens, uh, which would be fun. Uh, good to hear Eddie Izzard has joined the walk for the fifth, fifth time as well. So yeah, it should be a really, really fun day. I'm looking forward to doing it. Um, that's it for this week. Um, think we're going to win? No. Quick yes or no? No. <laughs> Marathon March? No fucking chance. <laughs> How many people doing it? 169? 196. You're looking at places 194 through to 196. <laughs> right yeah. Oh, well, I can definitely see me just crawling the victory lap around Sellers Park, <laughs> just on all fours. Just... Should we see if one of those bright orange stretchers has been left in the corner of the pitch <laughs> and we'll see if we can drag you around to one of them? Oh, you know, I saw a football club's mascot getting stretched off the other day. Can't remember really? Social someone, yeah. Apparently, the other mascot for a laugh, like run into him, but actually really hurt him. <laughs> so they had to stretch her off the mascot. Harry the Hornet, was it by any chance? Oh well. Oh. Do you remember? We were. I'm holding my index finger very close to my thumb, this close to getting Harry Hornet on our previous pod. This close. Were we? I was in. Constant contact with him after in DMs, really trying to get him on the podcast. I was just like, oh my God, we can just, 
It's going to be amazing. He's just going to get dressed down completely. And then he backed out last minute. He said he spoke to, he spoke to Watford and they said he couldn't do it. Of course he did. I was, I was, I was, I was kind of just being like, oh yeah, it's just, just like, you know, five minute segment. And he, he was like fully up for it. If he hadn't asked the club, I'm pretty sure he would have come on and done it. And then, um, I don't think he has the job anymore, does he? <laughs> and he went very... He's been transferred to Udinese. <laughs> very, very good. Okay, so yeah, look out next week for our Marathon March special. Uh, if you haven't got involved this year, have a listen. Hear all the, all the stories about it, all the great causes that it raises money for. And think about doing it next year. Let's just get those numbers over 200 next year. Um, well, I'll say I'll say that you might lose me from those numbers. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think I am just going to think about doing it next year, <laughs> all the way on the walk. Yeah, okay. Yeah, just think about it, not actually do it. Mm. Brilliant. Anyway, look, thanks for joining, lads. Thanks to everyone for listening. Thank you to Samantha for producing and making us sound so wonderful every week. And um, yeah, until next time, up the palace.